0: Hello and welcome to the Providence College Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Kay, and I'm joined by producer Chris Judge of the Class of 2005. Here at the Providence College Podcast, we bring you interesting stories from the Friar family. This week, we're speaking with Father Adam Young of the Class of 2006. The pastor of St. Paul Church in Cranston, Father Young is a contestant on the current season of Worst Cooks in America, a Food Network show learning the basic cooking techniques from celebrity chefs such as Bobby Flay and Anne Burrell. Father, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Liz. In the first episode of the show, you joke that God is everywhere in my life, but for some reason he seems to abandon me in the kitchen. <laughs> Tell us what your experience with cooking was like before filming.
1: Sure. Well, of course we know God is everywhere, but for some reason I think he likes to tease me. God has a good sense of humor and just likes to watch what happens to me when I try to cook. Um, but it's not an exaggeration. I am a total disaster in the kitchen. I never learned how to cook. Uh, my sweet mother always provided food for me growing up. and um, So now that I'm on my own, I've kind of endeavored to learn a little bit more.
0: So, pancake breakfast things at the parish that that you're not at the
1: stove? Oh, certainly not. No, I tried not too long ago. We had uh, a youth group fundraiser, and I tried to make brownies, you know, the mix. So it's like the powder, the eggs, and uh, the oil. I said, how can I mess up three ingredients? But boy, did I. I don't know what it was that I did wrong, but I served these brownies. And I remember the person who who won the raffle and got my brownies I said, father, I, I got your brownies. This is great. And I thought, Oh Lord, you know, I hope he makes it next Sunday.
0: <laughs> so what led you to, to try out for the show? How did that work? Sure.
1: I, I, um, I was watching TV with some friends and we were just flipping through the channels and I think one of my friends said, Hey, let's watch the food network. And I said, Oh, I don't want to watch that. It's awful. You know, I don't know how to cook. And it happened to be in an, uh, an episode of worst cooks in America. And I could kind of feel all of them looking at me cause they all know that I can't cook. And I said, Father, you really got to try out. Um, so on their website they have a little section, you know, can you cook? And I put in my name and occupation and um, and they contact me the very next day.
0: And so when did you start filming? When, what was?
1: Um, it was a few months ago. Um, so they had to prep everything before the the airtime. But I was gone for, for a little bit of time from the parish and I, I couldn't tell them where I was going. So the rumors were flying that I was promoted or demoted, that I was off doing
0: continuing studies somewhere. Um, Certainly, some continuing studies, but yeah, not exactly. probably not the kind of guest. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, what sorts of skills did you learn on the show?
1: Um, you know, I wouldn't say I've grown to be a good cook, <laughs> so I won't invite you over my house. Don't worry. Um, But I just basic things. What would happen before is I'd get in the kitchen and and try a recipe, and if it started to go wrong, I would get a little bit anxious and and just give up. I didn't enjoy the cooking process. Um, One of the things I learned on the show was to kind of relax, and if there's a little bit of a mistake or it's not going just as you you want, you can fix it and you can do something, you know, and not to worry. Um, Food is something to be fun. And I never... New, and I never experienced food as fun before I was on the show.
0: And what was it like with your other contestants? Because ostensibly you're competing with them Mm -hmm. for a pretty big prize.
1: Absolutely, but you know what? We bonded really well. Um, As you can see from the show, we're from way different backgrounds and areas of the country and ethnicities and (laughs) religions even. but one thing we all have in common is we were just awful in the kitchen. And I know it looks a little bit outrageous on the show, but it is absolutely reality, like what we're, what we're doing on the show. But we all bonded really well. And kind of the, the neat thing, was some of the contestants had never even met a Catholic priest before, never been face-to-face. All they had known was what was on media or movies. Um, so it was kind of cool to, to engage them in that.
0: Some of the contestants seemed a little intimidated by Bobby Flay and and the other chefs. Yes. What was that experience like?
1: Well, I mean just think, you know, we're here in front of these world-famous chefs that make this amazing food and, you know, most of us can barely function with toast. Um, But I have to say um, Chef Bobby and Chef Ambrell really wanted to teach us. So even when the cameras are rolling and off-camera, they took their time to tell us how to cook, to teach us the methods and the reasons behind things. So it was like I was getting a culinary lesson every day.
0: And so how do you feel about cooking now?
1: (laughs) Um, I haven't gotten up the courage to invite people over for a dinner party yet. I'm still worried about poisoning people. But uh, I'm experimenting a little bit more. I live with two other priests um, and we've, we've tried to make some things together and it's kind of a nice bonding experience.
0: So what would you say your favorite thing to cook is now?
1: (laughs) Um, Since the show, I've tried to replicate some of the dishes I made. Um, Fish. I've been liking to do fish. I like to eat healthy, so salmon and uh, things like that. I love to... um, swordfish. I find them to be kind of easy to make. Um, And I've done steak a few times.
0: Definitely quick. Well, you'll be ready for uh, for Lent, that's yeah, for sure. Exactly. Um, so how did your parishioners react when you told them about the show?
1: <laughs> well, as I said, I kind of mysteriously disappeared for about uh, a few weeks, three weeks about. And <laughs> when I got back, I still couldn't say anything to them. So all of a sudden, I just reappeared on the altar. Um, and they, where were you? And I said, oh, I was away. You know, I couldn't say anything. Finally, um, A couple weeks before the the first episode, I was able to tell them. So I got in the pulpit and I said, listen, I know that this has been a big mystery, uh, but here's where I was. And I told them I was on a reality show and it was Worst Cooks. And I think I got the biggest laugh I've ever gotten from my parishioners. Um, They kind of know I'm goofy and um, they know very well I can't cook. I've used that in homilies in the past. So when I told them I was on a show highlighting my bad cooking, uh, I really got a good laugh out of them.
0: Um, can you tell us more about your parish? What's the typical day in your life like? Yes,
1: I have a fantastic parish. It's in Cranston, uh, it's right on the border of Providence, um, and it's super diverse. And in every way you can possibly think of that word diverse is the way we can apply there. We don't have one main ethnic group, it's not primarily Anglo or Hispanic, um, but we have lots of groups represented there um, from Africa, Sierra Leone, the Philippines, we have a huge Korean uh, population, Irish right off the boat from Ireland, um, and we're all like one big family. I also have a school on the, uh, next to the parish. It's K through eight, and um, that caters to more underprivileged children um, from from Providence and from more depressed areas. So we just want to give the chance uh, the kids to have a chance to have a great education, to have fun at school, um, not to worry about any of the other things in their life that they worry about. Um, but it's a great family. I absolutely love my parish.
0: Um. And so, if you were to win the prize, what would you do with that money? Uh, there's still a few episodes left Absolutely. to air. Absolutely,
1: so I'm still going strong. Um, I told them from the beginning that I was competing um, for my school. Um, you know, most Catholic schools have above-quality education, but not a lot of resources. Um, and my school is old, the building's old, and we have um, kids who need supplies. Um, so that's, that's what I'm competing for, just just to kind of give a nice gift to my school.
0: $25,000 would go 25, 000, yeah. quite a way, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Um, so was this the kind of life you expected, you know, the types of things you'd be doing when you uh, pursued your vocation?
1: <laughs> no, that's a, God is a God of surprises. You know, I always knew since I was a little kid I wanted to be a priest. How God is leading me down that path of priesthood has been very unexpected, but really exciting. I never thought I'd be well-known for something I'm bad at, um, but <laughs> it's been a fun ride.
0: Uh, so you started pursuing your vocation. You're, you, you're obviously an alum of Providence College, mm-hmm. but you're a pretty different path than many of the students here. Um, can, you t- uh, can you give us some more details about Totally, that?
1: yeah. Um, my time, let me get before that, you know, since I was, I think I remember, four or five years old wanting to be a priest. I remember I'd find like a black shirt in my closet and put a piece of paper in the collar and walk around and pretend to be a priest. Um, So kind of the writing was on the wall. Um, So right after I graduated high school in North Kingstown, I wanted to be a student here at Providence College. It was kind of a dream of mine, um, but also to be a priest. So I entered the seminary. We have a seminary right off campus. Um, for college guys who are discerning their vocations and trying to figure out if that's what God wants. So I was 17 when I when I entered there. Um, So and I came here to Providence College and it was an amazing place. You know, as you said, the seminarians on campus here are leading a very different life than a lot of the kids. But um, I just remember the students were so supportive and I made great friendships here. And my class 06 had a good number of vocations out of it. I know there are two priests who graduate, three priests, um, one Franciscan friar and one Dominican sister all came out of our class. So we were a little bit blessed. <laughs> part of
0: definitely part of a good club, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, when you think about working with the contestants on the show, did it get competitive? Were you kind of rooting for each other or was it? I'd say it was
1: both and. You know, I know we were all competing against each other. I think the most competition happened between the red team and the blue team. So I was on the red team with, with Ann Braille. They call us the rocking red stars. And they, um, so we wanted to make Ann proud. Um, so there was a lot of competition there. But as time went on, you realize that you're really competing against everyone. On the other side of it, we were all so supportive of each other because we knew that we were there for the same reasons. We knew we were there to learn. Um, so you know, we were all in it together.
0: And there actually was another contestant from Rhode Island. I don't there know was. how often that happens. It's a pretty small state. Yeah, but.
1: Peter. <laughs> Peter, uh, he grew up outside of Boston. So as you can see on the episode, he's got a, a wicked Boston accent. But um, yeah, he lives in Newport now. And we ended up traveling together to go to the filming, um, not realizing that we each were on the same show.
0: It's pretty neat that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, God's providence, right? Total different ways. Uh, I'm curious if you think back about your time at Providence College, uh, how has that affected your uh, your path as a priest? In terms of, you know, do you do you find yourself citing um, D.W.C. readings in your homilies?
1: <laughs> yes, some things never leave us, don't they? Um, when I came to Providence College, I, you know, I was entering seminary. I knew I wanted to be a priest. One thing that P.C. taught me was a love of learning. You know. I don't remember ever having a professor I disliked or didn't connect with. Um, most of the professors here, if all, not all of them, are passionate about what they teach, which um, it's very infectious to the students. So I remember you know, learning these great things and falling in love with philosophy and history. I went on, after I was ordained, to get a degree in early church theology, patristics, and that all started here at PC when I had to take early Christian doctrine and um, You know, it's kind of a, not a well-known class, not a well-attended class, but I just ate it up. So something I learned here at PC was um, a desire and a love of learning, which is kept with me. I I still absolutely love learning, learning new things, reading, catching up on things. Um, Yeah, it was good. And I connected a lot with the the community at the chapel. You know, a lot of the students there, the priests there, um, there is a great spirit here at the college. Um, students aren't just trying to get good grades. A lot of them really want to get to heaven too. So um, yeah, I really appreciated the witness of a lot of the students.
0: And you're teaching now, is that correct? Are you teaching at um, your parish school? I am, yes.
1: I teach Latin at the parish school. I must be the only one uh, <laughs> in a five-mile radius who thinks that Latin is actually fun. Um, but I, I tell the students, you know, If you learn Latin, it'll help you learn other languages, it'll help your vocabulary increase, it'll help you in your future to test well, Um, plus you have fun with it. So I try to just have fun with the kids learning a new language.
0: What grade level is it?
1: Um, I teach in the middle school, so 6th, 7th, and 8th grade.
0: Yes, I'd imagine that it might be a tough sell to teach Latin to uh, (laughs) to 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. It is,
1: but it's not bad. You know, the first thing I teach them is the Our Father in Latin, so they all know that by heart. And there was a story of, of one student who went home, and his family is not Catholic. And they said, Well, why don't you say grace tonight? <laughs> so he started saying, You know, Pater Noster, Quiescent Celis. And I said, What in the world language is that? Where did you learn that? Learn it from Father Young.
0: Speaking in tongues at the dinner table. Exactly. exactly. Um, in just thinking about food and fellowship and bonding, mm-hmm. you know, I know that you don't feel you've said you don't really feel comfortable in the kitchen but I'm curious how food what role food is played in your life you know do you like food do you
1: <laughs> see one of the things that you that's important is if you can't cook you have to be able to eat everything otherwise you'll starve so I absolutely love food I love eating all food I love trying new food um, and there's something about food that gathers people together you know if you think of family rec- um, family dinners at home You know, food brings people together. You can bond over that. And you're not only fed by the physical food you're eating, but by the conversation and being with other people. And you know what? Jesus knew that, too. You know, in most of his miracles were centered around food. Um, You think the wedding feast at Cana, people were there for a great wedding party. When he multiplied the fish and loaves, um, he wanted to feed them, but not just their stomachs, their souls as well. Um, And then the very last supper, when he gave us the Eucharist, you know, he connected body and blood with a meal um, so there's something very deep about a human person that we can share over food um, so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to learn how to cook is to learn these t- these skills and then share it with my friends you know gather people and-, and share with them something I've created so I'm still working on it you know human beings we're works in progress uh, but hopefully someday I'll be able to, to kind of um, present good food to friends and family
0: Well, hopefully your brother priest at the rectory will appreciate the skills you've gained. Um, Father Adam, thank you. It was such a lovely conversation with you today. Subscribe to the Providence College podcast in all the usual places, including iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and our newest platform, Spotify. If you like what you hear, please review and share with others. Thanks for listening, and go Friars!